Hey friends, welcome back. Today we're talking about when our children, or maybe us, don't use specific vocabulary. Examples of non-specific vocabulary are, can you grab that thing over there? Buy that other thing. Put this over here. Can you bring it to me? And all the while, you're wondering what is the item that my child is talking about. And so you end up looking at their body to figure out what they're referencing in order to know what the topic is. And do your children do this because you do this? Probably. We all do this. And that is what we're going to talk about today. But I'm going to rewind. And I'm going to rewind all the way back to when our children are learning vocabulary and teach you how it is that we can get them to say specific vocabulary and make it easier. Does your child have a speech-language delay and you really want them to talk? Do difficult behaviors derail home life and you know the frustration is a communication struggle. Does your child see a speech therapist? And you wonder, what do they do? And how can I help? If these or similar questions are in your mind, this podcast is for you. Hello, my name is Dina Lynn Rosenbush. I am a speech language pathologist that has worked with children from birth to 21 for three decades. And in my classrooms, I see you wanting to connect with the heart of your child, but their speech and language skills create a barrier. So if you have a kiddo that has difficult behaviors, needs to expand their language, or learn to say speech sounds, and maybe even receives speech therapy, stay tuned. Because in this podcast, you will learn how to use your daily life as a tool to communication practice and how to do that practice. You will become confident knowing you are making the difference you want to make. And you will hear success stories of parents who have navigated these struggles already. We'll do this all while focusing on building deep, meaningful connection and confidence in your kiddo. So grab a cup of coffee along with a notebook and pen. It's time to speak in the way your child's brain understands. And that is the language of play. you listen today, if you have the conversation in your mind that goes something like, man, how do I get my kids to listen to me? How can I get my child to understand those concepts? And how can I help my kids to communicate better? If this is you, join my free Facebook community and then send me a hello at hello at the language of And I will be happy to start that conversation with you because you can do that. You can teach your kiddos to communicate better and to listen better without losing your joy in the process. Turtle said, what a wealth of information, and gives five stars. Turtle, 1973, writes, wow, thank you so much for such an informative and valuable podcast. If you are a mom with a child with a speech-language delay, this podcast you do not want to miss. What a wealth of information. Thank you, Turtle, for this review. I appreciate that. And the topic today will be a particular interest to you as we talk about how language 
can be specific or nonspecific, and how it is we can give our kiddos to use specific vocabulary in order to communicate for themselves. Thank you for your review. Enjoy. All right, welcome back. How is it that we teach vocabulary effectively to our kids? Well, this weekend I was playing with my two-year-old grandson. I thought to myself, this would be a good example of how it is that we teach even older children because it's whittled away, it's whittled apart, it's done slowly when you are doing it with a two-year-old. The process is the same, but there's more repetitions So there's more practice, not just for them, but for me and for you. Today's focus is going to be teaching specific vocabulary instead of allowing your kiddo to use words that are nonspecific, like this, those, thing, that, it. Why is it that our children don't use specific vocabulary? Well, some of it is just like us. We don't always take the time to be able to use specific vocabulary when conceptually we're trying to get a point across. The habit or the discipline of slowing down in order to use specific vocabulary for what we intend to say is a very good practice, but not easy. Now back to the kiddo. So my little guy was saying to me, put this in here, put this in here, and... If I wasn't in the situation when he's saying, put this in here, I would not know what it is that he means. Rather, I knew what he was talking about because he had the item, a key, and he had the thing that he was putting it in, which was the ignition, of the four-wheeler that he was sitting on that was parked right outside a trailer and about to be loaded into the trailer. Now, this was pretty exciting for this little two-year-old boy. He sees a four-wheeler. He's so excited. He knew the terminology four-wheeler, but he couldn't really say it in a way that anybody that listening to him would know that's a four-wheeler, unless he was actually sitting on it at the time and saying this is a four-wheeler, because his pronunciation for that was poor. He knows the word key. He just wasn't using it. He did not know ignition. That was a brand new word for him. And he knew a trailer. So really, we came to the situation where I knew he knew the word key and could say it in a way I understood. He knew trailer and was saying it in a way we could understand. But he was saying, put this in here and put that in there. In that moment, I certainly had the opportunity to acknowledge these, well, I didn't call it to him, but what it is, parents, is it's nonspecific pronouns. And when we allow our children at any age to use nonspecific pronouns a lot of the time, then we are allowing that part of their brain to become somewhat lazy in being able to form the right words in the situation. When we allow our kids to say sentences like, put this in here and put that in there, over time, It filters into their writing. It filters into their common language. But I want to encourage you that if you find yourself saying sentences like, put this in here, I want to challenge you to slow yourself down and actually use the right vocabulary for the situation that you are in. 
we are not giving good examples to our kiddos that are learning and we want them to build their vocabulary. So here's what I did. Basic speech therapy techniques right here for building language. Picture in your mind a little person sitting on a four-wheeler and he's got the key in his hand and he's telling me that the key, which is this, goes in here, which is the ignition. So get that picture in your mind and I will somewhat role play it here for you. He says, put this in here. I say, yes, you put the key in the ignition. He says, yeah, put this in here. I slow him down and hold his hand. So I take my hand over his hand with a key and I say, yes, you put the key. And then there's a pause as I call his attention to the name of the item. And hand over hand, I put it at the ignition and I say, in the ignition. And he looks at me and I say the word ignition. And I say it slowly like that. There are many difficult sounds in that word, so I slowed it down because it was a new introduction to a word. It was also the sounds within the word that I was introducing to him. Then he said, key in here. And I said, yes, that's absolutely right. You put the key in the ignition. And then he said some or something like that. And then the next time he says, and as you can hear me try to imitate him, he had some of the sounds and he didn't know which sounds come first, second, third, but he was trying. And at that point I said, yes, that's right. You put the key in the ignition and then parents, I let it be. I don't continue practicing because this was a two-year-old. Now, if you're practicing with somebody that is older and they want to practice more, great. But the secret sauce, the magic in teaching vocabulary is to return to it again later. So at that point, I left alone the words key and ignition and I let it spool in his own head for a while as he just played on this four-wheeler and he was not able to get it started so it was still safe and I was standing there and it was all fine. Then this little guy's dad comes walking up. I take it as an opportunity to have this two-year-old say again that word ignition which is so hard. So I say to this little guy, what is this? And I point to the key and I hold the key and he says, key. And I say, that's right. And I hand over hand, take his hand and I put it at the ignition and I say, and we put it in the, and I pause and I wait and he goes, ishin. And I say, yes. And he was able to tell his dad then that he puts a key in the ishin. Now we are getting close. In speech therapy world, we call that an approximation. He is approximately getting this word. And so we say, yes, that is right. And we allow the joy and celebration of having said it. One, because he's attempting. And two, because he got some of those sounds right. I say it anyway. I say, yes, we put the key in the, and I have a little pause, which captures his attention. 
And then I say, ignition, ignition. And you heard the pause and the slow production of that word a couple of times. And then when we talk about it, I go back to the normal speed of speaking so he can hear me say ignition, ignition. After a little while, his mom comes wandering down towards a four-wheeler. And I say, tell mom what you're doing. And he says, put this in here. (laughs) And I say, right, we're putting the key in the ignition. Say, put the key in the ignition. And he says, key, in a, like as if in a is one word, in a, inishin. And this time he did different parts of the word, but he didn't say the whole word correctly. But you know what? That's okay. I still celebrate. I say, yes, that's right. You did it. Because of course he does not have to say it perfectly to do it. He is on his way. And then later on that evening, I asked his parents to ask him, what did you learn on the four-wheeler today? And so his practice of four-wheeler continues as exposure is all around him. I'm not worried about that word coming. Key is a solid word of his. But ignition is the one new word. And it's not an easy word to say. So at nighttime, he was asked, what did you put the key in? And then he would approximate ignition. And so then his mom or his dad would say, yes, in the ignition. And all through the day, he had probably, after my initial teaching, he had probably 10 little exposures that were many minutes apart, even hours apart, by the time he had gone to bed. And that, dear friends, is how we teach vocabulary really effectively. It's like a bolus of teaching right up front where it's taught directly. Then it's revisited and revisited and revisited, but in very short chunks at a time. And then our kiddos catch on. Hey parents, I hope you found this episode helpful. If so, would you please take 30 seconds and share it with a friend who also lives or works with children? I would really appreciate it if you would leave a quick review for the show on Apple Podcasts. I read every review and it lights me up to know that this show is making a difference. Then come join my Facebook community where you'll meet other parents who are dedicated to helping their children grow too. You'll find the link in the show notes. Thank you for joining me. Now it's time to go. Let's pop our kiddos in the strollers and go look around outdoors and see what we have to talk about.